Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Out of the tunnel, second half of a funky Friday sports talk. I'm Scott Beatty with Evan Kahn. We had an hour this past hour, largely devoted to Illinois football talk, a little bit about the Hall of Fame. We'll continue a little bit more with that and other matters around the world of sports. Bob Osmussen coming in for his Friday segment, The World According to Bob. Matt Daniels will check in as well. Fridays. Our OSF Illini Fridays as well. We appreciate them bringing that to us every Friday. Typically, it means we're getting ready for a football game, but in this case, we're looking back on one. OSF Healthcare, they want to be you. That is, they want you to be the best you possible wherever you are, wherever you're going. Go to osfhealthcare.org slash mission. We didn't touch on it yet, and I'm proud of our, myself only because we've shown restraint, I guess. And that is the stretch run here of the pennant race, which is not leaving too much in balance or in doubt when it comes to the finality of the standings. With the uh, Yankees having clinched, Houston, of course, is in. It looks like uh, it's inevitable for Cleveland to win mm-hmm. the AL Central. Uh, it's... Take your pick in the NL East between the Mets and Atlanta to win that. St. Louis's magic number in the Central down to five, and Dodgers uh, clinched their division back in April. So there we are, you know, just kind of jockeying a little bit here for position into the playoffs for for the for baseball. And uh, we've got the uh, Aaron Judge. I, I hate to just you know kind of be. There's always more to baseball than the obvious, but. This is a beautiful thing to watch. Will Albert Pujols hit 700, and will Aaron Judge win a triple crown and break mm-hmm. the AL record? I mean, this is just this is fun. That's that's fun stuff. It's not quite 98 juice, but no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean that. You know, that was a whole different level of energy. But uh, this is fun to watch. But you said last night, Evan, on the post game show, you want another hot take. Albert Pujols is not going to hit 700. <laughs> That was literally just hot. Like, I was just being Stephen A. trying to Oh, to you were argue. just trying to needle the just, guy. I, oh, yeah. I, thought, I was stirring that pot I real you, good at midnight. For a moment, I thought, <laughs> you know, you have your... I told you. <laughs> yeah, I just... That that guy got got. <laughs> I, didn't, yeah, I didn't even know he was a Cardinals fan, and he got got. It's oh, just kind of what happens. Oh, my gosh. But no, no it, 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 so there's... Plenty of time here. Go get it. Oh, yeah. What, I, I think they still got 12, 13 games left. He, he's going to L.A. where he played last year and really kind of kept his career going, even though I, I think the Angels let him go a little premature last year considering they went nowhere and they could have done this with Albert, but instead he, he gets to go to L.A. No, I, I think he, he's still got a chance. He, he's been within feet, I think, the last two games. Same thing with Aaron Judge last night. It would have been a home run at like every single ballpark except for just 
just the conditions worked out that it was a 407-foot flyout. I love that dude just standing on the warning track like, nope. <laughs> the, the camera really deeked you there. They're like, Jesus, this one's going all the way to Queens. But no, not quite there. But uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think both of them will, will get there, and I think it's all good for baseball for the reason that you mentioned. We've expanded these playoffs, but it hasn't really led to much drama as far as division races. There, there's a, a couple in the wild card races, but the storylines are, are these two guys chasing two historic marks that a the the 60 home runs uh, there's only four guys that have done it and, and it's been since you know the early part of my lifetime since it's happened and only four other guys who have hit 700 home runs so not something that, that you see every day and likely something that you may ever see uh, uh, again so it's been really cool to watch these last couple months apparently you can watch it potentially happen tonight if the uh uh, if the if the baseball gods would have it, so to speak, because it's apparently free on Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus. Well, and we kind of uh, we kind no no it is absolutely free, and we kind of got into it the other day, and I didn't get to figure it out last night because we were watching Illinois football, and and it's against my religion to watch pro football on a Thursday because that's just not how it works, but. I, I believe the were, were any exceptions made for college football last night? Yeah, yeah, the NFL. Yeah, it's <laughs> specifically for the NFL. It's a, it's a very specific religion. They they bought they bought Sunday. Okay, you you guys can take Sunday. Give me my Thursday back. So that that's just kind of how that stands. <laughs> but I digress. The 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 whole stick with the the Amazon thing is I believe you have to have a subscription to watch those games. Whereas with everything that MLB has done this year with the Peacock, with the Apple TV, those have all been free to everybody. And that's advantageous tonight where you get to see Aaron Judge play, whereas you were beholden to live look-ins on whatever station you tuned into last night because they were only on Yes because RSNs and the blackouts and most people don't get to watch the Yankees. So now his shot at 61 is going to be across the globe, literally. Yeah, most people don't get to co- catch the Yankees. Occasionally, they get some media coverage on ESPN. Yeah, only sometimes. <laughs> but how beautiful would it be against the Red Sox? And I'm not a Red Sox hater. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything, I pull for them compared to the Yankees. <laughs> uh, Just adds juice to that rivalry. Yeah. By the way, does he have a beautiful swing? No. You don't think it's... A- as a power hitter, it's not like a lefty swing. Right, right. The one he hit the other night, his last one, I swear it was an Alex Rodriguez swing. It just looked like, but it, you know, he's he's a little bit bigger, right? Yeah. And but it was really smooth. Yeah, that's a that's a, a good comp. I never really thought of it like that. It's not quite as bashing as Giancarlo Stanton's <laughs> swing is. <laughs> if you see that, that is not a beautiful baseball swing. That is no. just. A, a giant man with a baseball bat in his hands. But Aaron Judge do, does have a, a pretty smooth stroke. He's got those long arms, but the bat stays in the zone for, for a really long time and yeah. hits it out to all fields because he's 270 pounds. It doesn't even look like do. he's planting on his leg because he's just so strong. Yeah, yeah, it's all it, shift. Yeah, it's it, it, it's an incredible machinery. Just incredible. Well, and it took a long time to fine-tune that. You know, I mean, not a whole lot of six, eight guys that are hitters making it to the major leagues. And he was a 26 year old rookie, if I remember right, 27. He spent three, four years in the minors figuring that thing out. And then it, it all clicked, and he's been bashing ever since. That's because baseball's hard <laughs> sometimes. And I don't understand how these 20 year olds, like a Juan Soto, can just 
show up mm-hmm. good. <laughs> it takes so long. And then by the time you get there, by the time you're 26 and you're in the big leagues, somebody's going, well, you know, he's almost 27. <laughs> <laughs> and that means he's going to be in past his prime after mm-hmm. that. It's a weird game. Very weird. All right. Well, anyway, tonight, uh, Cardinals and the Dodgers out on the yeah uh, on the left coast, and uh, Boston and Yankees out on the right coast. I'm using that in the direction sense, not in the pejorative or political sense. Of course, so of course. And the the White Sox get to stay home, and I, I guess. Hopefully. Are you talking about October, or are you talking about oh tonight? <laughs> both, <laughs> both. <laughs> they will they will be staying home for both, and the Cubs continue their series with the Pirates. Hayden Wisniewski yesterday, immaculate inning. Hard to believe that it's been, what did I see, 18 years since a Cub had done it. Latroy Hawkins back in 04. And I can't remember the exact number, but I think there's been like the immaculate inning is like one of the rarest feats. I think there's been more no hitters than immaculate innings in baseball history. The, the stat keeping for balls and strikes doesn't go back quite yeah. as far. But they've got like a hundred years of it, and I think there's been more no hitters thrown than immaculate innings. Wow, never seen one. Have you? Hmm. No, not even TV. So. Or, yeah, I mean, no, I don't think so. I know it's happened, but okay. Um, hey, at six o'clock, State Farm Center tonight. It's the Illini Hall of Fame ceremony. Fifteen to be inducted. And then at 8 o'clock over at Huff Hall, it's the home opener and Big Ten opener for Illinois Volleyball against Maryland. they got to get around the big block of Raynell Jones, middle blocker for the Terps. As Illinois looks to get back in the win column, they're playing tomorrow night as well. Illinois baseball is supposed to have a fall exhibition here uh, against UIS at 6. Don't know this is this is clouds are going to bring baseball weather yeah. for you. Yeah, uh, anyway, just got a moment today to catch up a little bit with Ron Gunther, Illinois former athletic director, going into the Hall of Fame and a one-time football team MVP for the Illini as well. A few of his thoughts as he met with the media today. Great memories. Great memories. Uh, I came here in 1963, if you can imagine that, 59 years ago. And the first, uh, first one in, in our family to go to college on both sides. But uh, the minute the minute you start thinking about uh, all of the things that happened yeah, relative to what happened on the field, off the field, it's, uh, it's a very special place to myself and the family. What's the thing or a couple things you're most proud of that you kind of hang your hat on all these years? Uh, I hang my hat probably on the integrity piece and the coaches and the, uh, the coaches that I hired and the, and the know that they uh, had the student athlete first. And uh, I'd have to say that. I'd have to say the integrity piece and the fact that uh, I had good people to work with. When you see Josh now, what do you think of what he's been able to do and, and propel this you know, into the well, 21st I, century and beyond? Yeah, I, 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 um, I talked to Josh. I don't overstep what he calls. I, we talk. But he's absolutely perfect for the, for the position here. He's a student athlete, one, two, he's smart, and two, as we talk about the plan, Facility is one part of it, but getting the right people to work in those facilities is the other piece of that, and I think he's doing a great job. The word unprecedented is used so much right now because of all that's going on in college athletics. When you were at AD, did you feel like you were navigating through things that were unprecedented? (laughs) I did, but not like it is now. We had change, obviously. um, Not quite the amount of change that I'm looking at now, but um, this, this would be very challenging. Uh, time for us until we get control of the NIL and the portal and all of all of what's uh, what's affecting the game.
No way I could foresee it. I mean, I saw it all starting to happen, but it's a, it's a very challenging time for intercollegiate athletics right now. When Josh or anybody else asks for your insight, what do you say in about a time that you're like, well, we've never seen this before. I don't know. <laughs> well, they, they, yeah, it, that's a really good question. I mean, I think the directors and, and really the director's relationship with the presidents, um, we need to strengthen that. And the presidents really have to have a, um, a greater understanding what's really going on with the student athlete and their programs. Because uh, I think I mentioned last night to a group that have been our own football team is that what happens in the portal isn't really good for the kid. I mean, there's, I mean, when you go out in life, when you leave your university, your first job, and you guys are got jobs, you run into a wall, you're going to look for the portal and move to the next place. Um, so getting an education uh, is, and, 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 and doing the right thing is really important. So those presidents that are really in control and the directors really do have to work with the NCAA. Hopefully, hopefully, I mean, I'm hearing... Uh, drumbeat of, of everybody knows we've got to have some change. And hopefully that'll come sooner than later. There's a book called Canoeing the Mountains, and it's about how Lewis and Clark, you know, did their ex- expedition through largely flat landscape. And then all of a sudden, it's completely different. There's all these mountains and everything to get through and, and how how and what they were doing and what was working. You didn't do it the same way. You can't really canoe your way through a mountain range right <laughs> and it, it's all about leading through uncertainty and on un, where you don't even know where you're going mm. that's what these athletic directors are doing right now trying to lead and set a course through a place that they've never been and they don't know what the end game is yeah it, 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 we've yeah i mean college sports are, are just changing right in front of our eyes and for as much as the the NCAA and those folks dug their heels in for forever (laughs) it it changed and now it's it's here and yeah they're they're just navigating through these uh, uncharted territories without really a whole lot of guidance from the the highest up yep and I I appreciate the sentiment Ron Gunther offers there I don't you know 100% agree and you know he talked more about some of the other things that he's concerned a bit about with with the direction of college athletics and I think like anything where it was was not was not perfect then it had a lot of problems and where it's going now maybe correct some but creates new ones uh there's probably a, a happy medium but i think it's it's a valuable voice because he went through so much mm-hmm. like he said and he he hired some great coaches here at illinois and and um you know it's it's a political position so it's you know and i I don't live in that world of the money and all that stuff, but I mean, I'm sure there's whatever. Um, but he, he did a lot of great things and he's in getting a deserving spot in the Illini hall of fame. I know Bob yep. talked to him extensively too. And I suspect Bob will have more to share with us about him when he joins us for the world. According to Bob, Matt Daniels is going to get in here as well on this funky Friday edition of sports talk. Appreciate you being with us. You're listening to sports talk on DWS. Hey, Illini family, this is Illinois Volleyball Head Coach Chris Thomas. I hope to see you for our home opener against Maryland tonight. Catch all of the action on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. This specific funk lets us know that Bob Osmussen is here. So do my eyes, and your ears will soon confirm it as well. The world according to Bob Osmussen here on Sports Talk. Scott Beatty and Evan Kahn. 
Matt's going to jump in as well. You just heard volleyball coming up later tonight over on our sister station, Light Rock 97.5. You heard high school football coming up, Centennial and the Danville Vikings. Good to see you, Bob. Good to see you, too. What time did you go to bed? <clears throat> oh, late. Uh, actually, you and Evan were up texting. Well, <laughs> no, I'll tell you what I did. So I come home probably one from the game, and I, I'm going to watch a show for a little bit. Fall asleep on the chair, wake up at five, mm-hmm. and then I go to bed at five, and then wake up at about nine, maybe early. It might have been like eight. So it's been a long day, but it's fine. <laughs> I I love that game. It was fun, and it was pretty easy to write because you know as the game was going on, I started writing the third quarter because I yeah. knew Home was going to win this hand lay, so it's not a big deal. And started looking ahead, and it was pretty easy. So where's yeah, Illinois football at? They're in decent shape. They're in good shape. They're not in great shape because they lost that game to Indiana that they would love to have back. If they play that game tomorrow, they probably win by 20, honestly. I think they made some mistakes in that game that they should make, probably won't make next time. But that's a game you can't get that back, and that's tough. Because if this team is 4-0 sitting there, they're, they're starting to look at the Bulls and say, where, where do we really want to go? Mm-hmm. But they're not there yet. But they're they got potential. So eight games left. I think of those eight, they'll be underdogs in probably four or five of those games. Mm-hmm. Michigan, Michigan for sure. Wisconsin, I would think for sure. Iowa, probably. Michigan State, probably. So that's four. And then Purdue, I'm not sure. Minnesota, they'll be underdogs probably. But that game's here. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, last night on the post game show, we were mixing it up a bit, and something came up. They were like, "We just got to get Bob's take on this." Okay? <laughs> yeah. So everybody, obviously, defense is going good. Immediately think, "Well, this coach is going to leave for a, a, a bigger job." Where do you see that next job as far as oh, level? Sure. For the defensive coordinator, because as we were talking, I don't think it made it quite on air. But you look around college football. There's not a whole lot of under forty coordinators with less than 10 years experience making a jump to a power five job right and ryan walters is a special guy i think i think i've i thought that when i first met him i thought that even more after watching his team last year and then obviously it's continued because most people the consensus was the offense will definitely be better this year and they are and the defense will drop because they lost some guys so lost some critical guys well, that hasn't happened. Now, offense is better. But the defense is not worse, and that's mm-hmm. amazing. So I think a lot of that has to go the the guy running the deal. So I think the, there's going to be speculation that Colorado, his alma mater, Rick George from Illini, out there as AD, he might say, hey, i I got to bring this guy back and get this, get this thing fixed. And if you're a team like Colorado, which has really struggled the last decade or so, you probably would look toward defense because the offensive route has not worked for them. So pick pick a defensive guy, see what he can do. And I think Ryan Walters, if Colorado calls him, he has to go. They're not going to pay but him. I, I wonder. He has to go. I He's wonder go. if it's not his alma mater, is there a Power 5 school ready to take that chance? Oh, yeah. I think other schools will look at him. I think, first of all, he's got the backing of his head coach. His head coach doesn't want him to leave or would be happy to have him stay here for another five, six years. But the reality is 
he knows he's probably probably going to lose him, and he probably don't lose him. He probably eliminated the idea that Mac can come and get him because I think there's only one Mac job that makes more than Ryan is making here. I know Ryan's family loves it here. He's got two, I think, two young kids. What's the top Mac job? Probably Toledo. Yeah, I was going to say. But they don't pay, even they don't pay enough. So there's really, there's really not enough money in the Mac. And then you, therefore, maybe go, you know, Conference USA, maybe the same thing. Uh, Sunbelt, maybe the same thing. All there's always exceptions. There's always somebody that'll pay more. But again, does he want to do that? I think if you would do, if you're looking at your career beyond the year or two years down the road, if you're looking to ten years down the road, you want to pick a place where you can settle in and win. Colorado has been a coach killer. Hmm. So, but it's his alma mater, and when he was there, they were okay. They were decent. And before that, they were they were great. They won the national title half of it in ninety. So they're good. So they are they're a team. That's the place he can win eventually. It's a place we'll want to take a shot at. The money I think there would be probably wouldn't be four or five million, but it'd be three probably. Mm-hmm. So you go to one to three. Awesome place to live. Boulder is no offense to Champagne. I love Champagne. I, I this is my home, but. Looks nothing like Boulder. Well, there's no mountains. There's no. There's nothing. Okay, no offense. It's not. Champagne's a wonderful place, and Boulder's is a wonderful place. But Boulder looks prettier. <laughs> much, much more hospitable to aliens. Plus, yeah. Plus, Boulder's where he's from. There, he's from Colorado. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be really a big draw for him. He coached and he played there, and I think his wife might be from there. So that could be a that could be part of it too. So you got to think about all these things. But I think if, if Rick George calls him, he's got to go, and that's and you, what you'll do from as an Illinois fan, you'd wish him luck and say, "Go win, go win the live mm-hmm. games," that kind of thing. But perfect word for Illinois, he stays there another year or two or three, helps build this thing into something amazing, and then maybe that first job for him is better than Colorado. Is it maybe it's an SEC lower level SEC school? Hmm. Is it? Um- would you say it's common that most coordinators don't stay coordinators? They generally, eat, you know, they or, or where they are, I should say. No, I don't know how many coordinators? There's a few that stay. Yeah, they but do. most of them are either moving on to a better paying coordinator position, or they're moving on to a head coaching position, That's the goal. or they're getting fired. Right. <laughs> they, they don't. Yeah, I think it's usually one of those options, and generally, they're looking to move up to be a head coach. Yeah. That's a great jumping-off point. I think Ryan Walters has got some advantages over some of the guys because he's younger. And there's really no downside to his career to this point. There's not something you can say, red flag, red flag. There's nothing like that. He's got basically, if you saw him on a, on a resume or something, you'd say, oh, yeah, let's go get him because he's young. He's, he's you know, a smart guy. He's, he's uh, pleasant. He's got everything. He clearly works hard. Knows what he's doing. There's not really a downside to this guy. So I think I I really learned to like him as a person. He's a good guy. I talked to his wife before. She's awesome. So again, great kids. So you want to see people like that succeed. He's going to have a chance. Question is whether it's going to be now or later. I just yeah. I 
I, I, I believe it. I, I'm all there with you. I just I just look around. You, you think of a, a guy like Jim Leonard, who's been in conversations he didn't for want to go. half a decade now. Yeah, he didn't he want to still go. hasn't left. You look at Marcus Freeman. He hasn't gotten off on the best foot at, at Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, that's, that's, again, that's our... Don't... I would... I, I just I just think coaches I think coaches are very choosy now and I think it, it it would take the right situation well, to to come again, up again yeah. Ryan Malters is making one what one point oh five this year it goes to one one five next year one two five the year after you get one two five million spends pretty well on Champagne and Brenna you can live <laughs> literally anywhere he lived in the co- assistant or the offensive coordinator's house could be my neighbor there. on three sides but he could right but he. <laughs> Can live anywhere here. Literally, do whatever you want in terms of money-wise. You're not set for life, but you're getting there. The next job for him is going to be the maybe set for life job. But I think for him, more important than that is find a place where you can win and you want to be. So there are power five jobs in places I won't name the names where I would not go if you paid me a trillion dollars. <laughs> Places you can't live. Could I have the trillion? If you had the money. Because the towns are so horrible, or the expectations are reasonable, or the people are crazy. Mm -hmm. So there are places like that. I can give you a list. There's a list. But Boulder is not one of those places. (laughs) Boulder is one of those places. If you ask people, you want to live in Boulder? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yes. If if I'm making $3 million, yeah. Well, of course. (laughs) And now... That three million doesn't spend quite as well there. Colorado Still a pretty, pretty good chunk. I used to joke, uh, Colorado was the place you go to when you flunk out of California. <laughs> I used to say that, <laughs> and uh, I think Oregon's kind of like that too. But <laughs> I think Colorado's—it's not that. Colorado's a wonderful place, and it'd, it'd be easy for him to go back there. But if he didn't go back there, not the end of all. He's got a great job here. Bob Osmussen here for the world according to Bob. It's Hall of Fame weekend. Yes. Are you attending uh, uh, tonight's ceremonies? I know you talked today with Ron Gunther and uh, a number of the other inductees. I'm thinking about it. I uh, might go. I you really didn't get a chance to talk to Jeff George in person. I saw him briefly today. I talked to him um, on the phone earlier in the week. So I'd like to see him. He's the, really the one over there I really want to see. Uh, talked to El- Emily Zierer, a soccer player. A really nice, really pleasant. Again, it's a great story. Uh, and obviously, I talked to Ryan Guthrie today, which I'm writing for tomorrow. What stands out to you about the career legacy of, of Ron Gunther? Well, he, first of all, go over the campus, uh, athletic campus, and check all the buildings he had something major to do with those buildings. Mm-hmm. It's an inc- amazing set of places. And one thing he pointed out to me, in which I made sure to write in the story, was not only did he build those buildings, but they did it in budget. They did it without going going in debt, which is critical. He wasn't being critical of anybody else down the road or anybody else. He was just saying, we kind of had this money thing we had to follow, and we did it. So he couldn't build. I think part of the reason that indoor facility is not as vast as I would like it to be is because he had X amount of money to spend, and he spent it. Yeah. He didn't spend over it because he wasn't going to do that. And he's from a di- different era, uh, uh, old old school guy who believes in you pay for what you need to pay for. And that's c- kind of cool, actually. 
and he didn't put Illinois in a huge hole. In fact, he got a, got them out of a huge hole when he took over. So, Debt is dumb. Cash is king. And the other thing about Ron Gunther, and I think this is undeniable. I think anybody who knows him would know this. He, because of all the history of Illinois' troubles off the field, uh, probation and slush running and all that, he came in with the idea, we're not, we're not doing anything wrong. And I think he, his coaches knew, do not cheat. You're not cheating. We, we can't cheat. We're not going to cheat. We're not going to embarrass the school. We're not going to embarrass us or my or – he never said me. In fact, he was not a me guy. He was a we guy to his credit. And so he just – he believed in doing things the right way and keep paying free bills and kind of what you want an AD to do. Speaking of a man who loves budgets and doing things the right way, Matt Daniels is going to join us. I think us. of it that way. Yep. Yes. going to join us here in just a sec on a Funky Friday. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. If you're concerned about your roof from the past storms this week or any other storms, consider CU under construction. They can help take a look at your roof and find out if you need any uh, repairs done or a full-on replacement. And don't just trust your own eye judgment. Do get somebody out there that can take a look at things that understands what problems in a roof look like and what they don't. You don't have to be in a rush. If you've got a big problem, you would know it already in terms of a leak. So if it's not an emergency type thing, get CU under construction out there right away or when you have a moment to take a look at your roof and they'll walk you through the process of what needs to go on. They understand how to handle insurance and the whole thing. They've replaced several roofs here in the area. The most important thing though, whether or not you go with CU under construction, they say make sure you use somebody local. Don't use the so-called storm chasers uh, that come in and then don't leave behind with a warranty or any kind of follow-up. That's one of the things I've appreciated about CU Under Construction from start to finish. They're in communication and all the way through to a final walkthrough to help make sure everything is done to your satisfaction as a customer. So whether it's a roof, a renovation, an addition, a redo, or just something that needs to be fixed. CU Under Construction, building better together. Hey, Illini family, it's Brett Bielma. Don't miss a minute of Illinois football this season. Right here on DWS and WDWS.com and on the News Gazette app. Funky Friday Sports Talk continues. Joining us now, along with Bob Osmussen, it's Matt Daniels on a, I don't know what this is. It's a dreary, wet Friday. It's football weather. It is, but it's the day after a football game, and it just feels weird. But for you, it's another. It's a Friday night with there's plenty of chock football. full of high school yeah, football. There's plenty of football on a, a Friday night in the fall. Just because Illinois had to play on a Thursday night for some reason doesn't mean that we're all out of football this this weekend. You seem more offended about it than uh, Evan. I'm not offended. Evan's offended by NFL football on Thursdays. Uh, Any football on Thursday. Nah. I, I, it's a weekend event. I, I see your point. I, I long for the days where Illinois football can just play a 12-game schedule on Saturdays. <laughs> I don't know when that's ever going to happen or if Never. it's going to happen again, but I, I long for the days of that. Yeah. Whereas I look forward to Friday night and Thursday night games I can tape and watch later. And <laughs> Sam, where we Saturday, just play. Just give me a full slate of Illinois football on a Saturday for once. That's all I ask for. Sometime this decade, just one it's time. The next two, uh, how about the next two months? Yeah, you're good. Sure, but a full <laughs> season, not two thirds of a season. Saturday here on out, bud. Again, a full season. Yeah, I know, I know. But the the big I'm gonna die season. on that hill. The Big Ten season. Hey, Illinois football may be as good as the last time you were on the beat. 
Yeah, uh, I t- I'm you know preparing Bob for a trip to Pasadena uh, in in late December. I love that uh, place. Chase Brown, Chase Brown, Tommy Bob DeVito in Pasadena. Chase Brown and Tommy DeVito. You know, I, I think to see you driving around in a convertible. Yeah. Places have Sunset Boulevard. Chase Brown and Tommy DeVito, obviously on the short list for Heisman Trophy right now. Uh, Bielema, Coach of the Year in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I mean. That one actually might not, might not be crazy if they keep uh, I think winning games. It, well, yeah, if they keep winning games. Well, if they go 11-1 and one and actually end up in Pasadena, he'll, sure. He'll be, he'll be coach Yeah, here. exactly. But, uh, you know, let's pump the brakes on all this talk a little bit. I mean, they, they did what they were supposed to do last night. They, they should actually be 4 now. Is anybody, sure. Does anybody need you know, a towel from the cold water that Matt just threw on us? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I mean, it's realistic. Indiana is undefeated, but Indiana's had to rally in the second half of all three of their wins, and mm-hmm. they yeah, beat Illinois, okay. and then they beat Idaho, who is an FCS program now, and they had to struggle to beat Western Kentucky, who, sure, they're a decent program, but they're a group of five teams I mean the Illinois is three and one against four teams that will not necess- that I'm not sure will make a bowl I think Wyoming has won every game since they played Illinois. they have so, you know they're they're the, the make a bowl they're the greatest FBS team in Wyoming no this season that's true that's actually true but I mean the like Josh Whitman said Monday night when we had him on at Monday Night Sports Talk at the Esquire the kind of the next three games are going to kind of shape the the oh, season yeah. and the trajectory of, of Illinois football so while it's all fine and well to to feel enthusiastic about where Illinois football is at on this particular Friday that narrative can completely flip on its head by this time next Saturday afternoon if uh, the Illini go up to Camp Randall and lay an egg I, I think they're still in good shape though through three and two how it depends how they look that's true it depends on how sure they look. I mean if you want to get to the six win mark and, and get a bowl game I mean yes yeah, goal should be higher yeah, exactly, and and the goal is I'm I'm, I'm sure with Brett Bielema and, and every coach in the Smith Center goal is higher than just a, a spot in the Quick West. Lane Bowl or the Pinstripe right. Bowl or anything like that. But again, Illinois did what they were supposed to do, and it's crazy to think too that this is the first three and one start by Illinois since 2015. Right, mm-hmm. uh, that just kind of shows you how bad the program has has been uh, for the better part of almost a decade. Um, so yeah, it was a good performance last night by Illinois. Uh, they overwhelmed an, an FCS program, which is what they should do. Right. And, and, and they did that and I get it. Chattanooga came in three and O and, you know, looked like the Marshall teams of the early nineties on the FCS level early on, but they, they struggled and, and the Illinois defense has, has played well. And, but again, I guess, I guess this thing with, with Illinois, it's, it's almost like a, you have to they have to prove it on the field and sure they did what they're supposed to do in September it was a better September than it was last year for Brett Bielema and the Illini but the real test starts you know in in eight days up at Camp Randall the 07 team their big moment to me was beating Wisconsin yep and that kind of turned that made that's when everybody said oh wait a minute there's something going on in Champaign that we didn't think would happen because the two previous teams had won two games they came back there Got got Wisconsin, got Penn State back. I think back to back, and that kind of mm-hmm. told people, okay, these are, this team is good. And if they they beat Wisconsin this time, I'm still I'm still a voter, despite the fact that everyone wants to fire me as a voter. Uh, all Just the, the folks people. in Athens, Georgia. Yes, they want to fire me, but I'm still a voter. <laughs> I think you're. I think it. 
I think Georgia's number one. No, well, you're wrong. Okay, <laughs> on my on my on my ballot, they are not, and I'm right. That's on why my they ballot. that's why they give so what many does, ballots uh, out. What does Ohio State have to do if if Ohio State keeps winning and Georgia keeps winning? Are you just going to keep the Buckeyes at, at number yes. one? Yes, yes, because so what? Uh, what if what what if, what has Ohio State done to drop off my here at the beginning of the year? I thought they were number one. Mm-hmm. Their first game they beat they beat Notre Dame. We didn't know what Notre Dame was yeah. at that point. And obviously Georgia beat a great team. Well, they beat a team named Oregon we think might be good, might not be good. Didn't even have Bo Nix that weekend, right? Or maybe they did, but it was his first game. So I don't think we know what we're talking about relative to those teams early in the year. So you can say, boy, definitely Georgia should be number one. They were number one in in their last year. They also lost like 15 guys in the NFL. They also probably have like 15 guys on They do, but so does Ohio team. State. So Fair I think you know, Ohio State's defense is so much better. How, how much does margin of victory go into what you do? With, let's, say Ohio, let's, say Ohio, let's say Ohio State wins tomorrow night against Wisconsin, but say it's a 24-23 game. Oh, then, and, then and Georgia, they might drop. Then Georgia blows the roof. Who, yeah. I don't even know. They're playing the, Vanderbilt, uh, No, they play Kent State. So, okay, Kent State. Uh, wow. So <laughs> I'm not too tough, convinced tough to beat of what the Golden they, Flashes. Right, so... It will have to be that, that kind of game. A close game they almost mm-hmm. lose. Cause when, and that's at home for Ohio State tomorrow night, right. too. So when Iowa almost lost at home to an FC Esco, mm-hmm. even though it's a good one, I I dropped them out. Mm-hmm. And I think you could do that. You could make moves like that. But I think Ohio State just scored 77 <laughs> against a undefeated team. Mm-hmm. I don't care who it is. And I was, there's no way I'm dropping them from number one after that. Unless Georgia had been the Rams, then I would. Or the, or the eighty-five Bears, or whatever. But mm-hmm. the, I just don't think you do that. I'm going to keep. I'm going to be steady, and I'm certainly not going to be brought be brought beaten into dropping the team just because a bunch of Georgia fans tell me what to do. How That's many? Crazy. How many? How many correspondence have you had with people a from lot. Athens, Georgia? <laughs> a lot, a lot, and I, I generally, if they, dear write, sir, if they, I must no, disagree. If they, but appreciate if they, your if they're like that. If they write me. Polite, kind letters. I will definitely. Res- I always respond to them. If they write me mean things, like basically call me an idiot, which I am at times, then I will not respond to it's them. It's basically kind of all thing. of Will Leach's burners. <laughs> I, might be. That's fine. I'm. I'm. I'm okay. <laughs> it could be. I'm not sure how he how he would vote on this. But at this point, I, I'm just. I'm gonna stay the course. That's so well, what, is, like what does say. Illinois have to do to get into oh, your top? That's, yes. get, get to get onto your top twenty-five. Ballot. Okay, so B Wisconsin gets them the picture. Okay, that would be four and one against so a team I think is decent. They'd be beneath your twenty-five team. Probably that you have jotted Pro- down. Kind of depends. Probably depends on what else happens because mm-hmm. last week there was very little movement. Mm-hmm. And then what's the next game is Iowa. Mm-hmm. So B Wisconsin beat Iowa. They're probably not 100 percent, but likely in my rankings. Probably. Okay. But There's the mandate. We'll see. Matt, what's on tap for the News Gazette, both in print and online? Yeah, got uh, a lot of high school football. Kyle Likas is set up over at Tommy Stewart Field tonight for our game of the week, uh, which you can uh, listen to on on WHMS 97.5. Uh, Centennial hosts Danville, and should be a good Big 12 game. 
I'm a mean boss, and I have Scott Ritchie going down to Hicksfield in Tolono to cover the Unity Rockets tonight. They host Bloomington Central Catholic in a, mm-hmm. a crucial Illini Prairie Conference game between two, three, and one teams. Colin Lake has got a preview ahead of Champaign Central's big, much highly anticipated, uh, most publicized home game I think ever in Maroon's history. Uh, <laughs> when they cool. they host Wheaton St. Francis at one p.m. tomorrow over at McKinley Field. PA address PA announcer is going to be awesome. I heard. I think it's Scott Beatty. Are you going to be the Beatty? Joey Wright and Colin Likas will be doing a Facebook uh, live broadcast, audio only of that on our News Gazette Prep Prep Sports Facebook page. And we've got plenty of Illinois coverage as well. Uh, Bob, like he mentioned, talked to Ron Gunther earlier today. Uh, I got a lot of coverage from a late Thursday night uh, over at Memorial Stadium. And uh, yeah, also got an in-depth piece to Joey Wright, uh, Jack of All Trades. Uh, caught up with Petros Kipriano, the new Illinois track and field director. Had some interesting things to say. He's got a pretty big personality, so uh, we'll <laughs> see how that plays out for uh, Illinois track and field as well. Gents, enjoy a great weekend. You too, guys. Thank you. Thank so, you, guys. Right. The World According to Bob Osmussen and Matt Daniels, editor of the News Gazette Sports Pages and IlliniHQ.com. OSF Illini Friday here, brought to you by OSF Healthcare Cardiovascular Institute, offering total heart care from pacemakers, bypasses, valve replacements to heart transplants. We're back to wrap in a moment. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. All right. We are about done with a week of sports here, but as you just heard, there is more tomorrow morning. There's more tonight, actually. Mm-hmm. On our sister station, it is Centennial and Danville coming up at 645 with Joey and Colin on the call on Light Rock 97.5. And at 745 tonight here on these air, very airwaves, Illinois Volleyball taking on Maryland. Yeah, all I gotta say, uh, after this crazy week of relationships in the public, all I have to say is if your partner leaves you, don't be like the Pac-12 and tell them how much you're going to miss them because they aren't going to miss you, Pac-12. UCLA is coming to the Big Ten. Yeah, they are, for like, for better, for worse, like it or not. All right, sir, enjoy a couple of days free. Yeah, get back to it next Monday. All right, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, in the program. Brian Barnhart, Michael Martin, Bob Ospenson, Matt Daniels, Ed Bond on the other side. I'm Scott Beatty. Wishing you a great evening and a great weekend. Newstalk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana.